And we're live. Hooray. Great. Yay. Good. Yeah. Excellent. Mm hmm. Another week, another convention for John. Mm, you joke, but I do leave again in two weeks. <laughs> oh, I, I meant um, like previously. Yeah. You, you went on a convention. Um, although it almost seems like you didn't because usually you're gone for longer. And this one was short. This was Thursday to Sunday, so it was nice, nice and brief. Yeah. Uh, well, let's hear about it. Is, this is your first time. I forgot the name of it. Too many games. Yep. It was too many games. It was a convention in Philadelphia, and it lives up to its name. Holy crap. <laughs> there are too many games. There were, in fact, too many games there. I could not buy them all. Uh, <laughs> but you wanted to. Oh, man. I did tried. I ever. Like, everything I wanted for my collections was there, except for, for some reason, oh. Shantae for Game Boy Color was, like, the only thing I was looking for I couldn't find. What was the oh, okay. rarest thing that you found there that you were just like, damn, I wish I could get that or did maybe a factory sealed copy of Clay Fighter Sculptor's Cut for the N64 oh, no. for a hundred thousand dollars American. What? <laughs> what? That was what they had. They had that there. A hundred thousand dollars is an absurd price. Like, it is. But you're a, also never going to find right? it. Like you're also never going to find a factory sealed blockbuster video video game ever, which is why it's a hundred thousand dollars. Man, that's uh, funny. That, that same booth also had uh, stadium events, which is the one NES game that I'm not getting. I mean, they had a complete in box because it is like by the cartridge alone, ten thousand dollars. And then with the yeah, box, I think I remember yeah. like news stories about a, a stadium. Yeah, the, pretty recently. much every time that sells, there's a story about it. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the highest selling NES game or game period until uh, like a copy of. Like the ERP pre-launch Mario Brothers went out for sale for like fifty thousand or a hundred thousand. Weird. Yeah. Uh, do you want to say some stuff you did buy, or is it all secret? No, I can say uh, I bought a bunch of stuff for Saturn and uh, Sega CD to flesh out that collection. They're both almost done. Uh, I got a bunch of Neo Geo games, so uh, I can play them on my Neo Geo cab or on, on my uh, Neo Geo machine. And when we eventually get a Neo Geo cab, I can just put them in there too. Nice. What's a Neo Geo cab? Uh, Neo Geo arcade cabinet. Like a full-size cabinet? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you still have that other arcade cabinet? I do, yes. Okay. There's a little nook in the basement behind uh, the monitors here where there's enough room for a couple arcade machines. So that's probably what we're going to do. Wow, yeah, just fill up that space. Uh, what was your like what was your highlights that you purchased uh probably like my favorite arcade my ne favorite neo geo arcade game uh, garo mark of the wolves and a couple of metal slugs which i've always wanted so all right uh i'm trying to think of anything else of note and, and when you're like finishing off these collections how many of it is just sports games that you intend to never play a lot which is a bummer honestly yeah. right i feel like i don't know how well you can see the the Saturn shelf, the one directly behind me, but I feel like you could probably lop off at least one or two rows if I didn't grab sports games. Hmm. Like pretty much that entire bookshelf is enough to hold the entire North American Saturn collection. Okay. Cool. And it is almost done. I think I'm down to about 10 games left. So, and how many of those are sports games? Uh, probably like at least, probably at least 
Great. Cool. Yeah, it's real good. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, does anything else go on, on at the convention? Oh, you said there was panels. Yeah. So we were there, so we were there to run a panel. Our panel was interesting because it was right next to a wrestling match. Oh, okay. They was they, that part it, of the convention? Like yeah, the video they, game convention? they had a cosplay wrestling running at the same time, and we were all in like one giant like stadium room. So we were basically <laughs> fighting for like audio control versus all these people rooting for like a bunch of people in uh, video game outfits wrestling. And admittedly, Great. during the hosting segment, I also kind of kept looking over to see who was fighting. So at some point, I saw Isabel fighting Deadpool, uh, the Mario Brothers fighting Team Rocket, and I don't know who Tifa was fighting, but she kicked the crap out of someone. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Weird. No, it, it was a cool con. Like, it was a nice, small, chill con. You basically went there for shopping. Like, uh, we went to, you used to go to Portland Retro Gaming Expo years ago. It reminded me a lot of that. Mm. Okay. So I would probably uh, compare it to that, like a little uh, free play area with some console games set up with some arcade machines, uh, food court area, panel area, Smash Brothers area, and I guess the wrestling ring. And they had a concert area, I, too. So every night they had a couple concerts. Cool. But those weren't going on at the same time as the panels, right? Depends. Usually. Like you're trying to listen to some people talk about games or whatever. And then there's someone just like playing loud music right beside you. The concert was in a different part of the building, so it wasn't immediately picked up. Okay. But you could still hear some of it like through the walls as you were like in the panel area. What are the, what are the headlining bands at a too many games convention? Uh, I'll get you the list here in a second. Is it like actual people that you, people you could have heard of? Yeah, I mean, if you're into game music, yeah. Because I know that our friend, uh, Family Jewels and Adriana, well, Adriana was just there to hang out, but like our buddy Jules, his band was there. Uh, all guests. Let me see here. I'm trying to find the whole list. Some 41. No, no. <laughs> Some 41. <laughs> I don't seem to have the full band list, which is a bummer. Uh, but Stereo Titans, Steel Samurai, Professor Shy Guy, Super Thrash Bros, The Games. Oh, MC Chris was there. Uh, Lame Genie, Psycho Stick, Keith Apicary, and Epic Rap Battles of History is what I show. There you go. That's pretty much it. That's neat. Huh. And how's the uh how's the runaway guys following in Pittsburgh? Was there a big turnout? It was surprisingly big, yes. Nice. Pretty much everywhere we went on the show floor we kept getting stopped and asked for like autographs and, and the chat and stuff like that. Cool. It got to a point where Emil was like, Man, I've been trying to just go get Pokemon cards and it's like it took two hours just to get to the booth. First world problems. It's pretty first one. world, but yeah, like it was just like we <laughs> any other con we go to, we don't get stopped that much. So it was it was kind of uh, surprising by comparison. Well, you guys don't go there much. These people have been starved. Well, we saw a lot of people we've seen before at other locations. They just oh, okay. they were more local. So they're like, yeah, no, this is way easier to get to. And then we saw a lot of people we've never seen before. So cool. Did you get a chance to actually see any of Pittsburgh itself? We weren't in Pittsburgh. We were in Pennsylvania. Oh, right. And you, oh, and that's right. You were going to some no name town. We were going to Oaks. Oaks. What, how did Oaks turn out to be? Was it cool? 
Uh, yeah. No, I mean, well, it's it's like how's a, the food in Oaks? It's like a small suburb of uh, of Philly. So okay, Philly. Oh well, yeah. Oh, sorry. All these peas getting mixed up. With yeah, I, I got confused a couple of times too. Uh, I've been to a Wawa now, so I can say I've been to a Wawa. Okay. What's a Wawa? It's like a convenience store that also makes like a lot of food. Okay. So like I went there to go. Cool. Get, I went to go to like ATM and get like some snacks and drinks for the hotel room, and then I also got like a a BLT with avocado. <laughs> okay. Neat. That that sounds normal. Yeah. No, it was. It's just like all right. Cool. Great. So the the best thing you had was that from a convenience store. No. Um. Eh, actually, maybe. I- <laughs> so. Uh, I, I so you're saying is don't put oaks on my food bucket list of places to travel. No, to. probably not. Okay, because uh, the con food was all right for what it was. Like it's better con food than I've usually seen at places. Uh, okay, but uh, some of the, most of the nights I got back to the room late, so I had to do like order a pizza or just like try to snag something that way. Like they've got you didn't s- find out what the like what's the what's the thing you go to oaks for. What are the, what are they known for food wise? And you get that? I, no, well, I mean Philly cheesesteaks because Philadelphia. Okay, but did you get a Philly cheesesteak? I can't have cheese anymore. Oh right. Well, I mean, you could take like a can you take a pill. I can, but then, I'll get, then all it does is just make me get sick later instead of right away. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, not good. So other than that, it was fun. Can you get a cheesesteak without cheese? I don't know much I, about cheesesteaks. I think that's just a, a steak. Then at that point. <laughs> that's not bad mm. I'm not going to say no to the steak we chopped up a steak and put it in a hot dog bun or I guess this, like a sub sandwich bun okay. and that's it nothing else on it <laughs> <laughs> just steak I've I've heard of worse things that is true yeah no it was fun uh, honestly like if you want to do some good retro game shopping like I'd highly recommend it Cool. Cool. What about you, Paul? What have you been up to in the last week? Just chilling, man. I got <laughs> I got copyright claimed Classic. for the silence in The Quiet Man. It's so good. <laughs> how, what? what? How does that happen? <laughs> the copyrighted content is The Quiet, and it doesn't have, like, an artist name or anything, so it looks like <laughs> I was just... That, like, quiet sound, probably that, like, or whatever, I think they might have copyrighted Like, it. The, the, the noise? Yeah. The random noise? I think they copyrighted That's weird. <laughs> Are you sure it's not, like, the, like, credits music or something? Because there was, like, a song in there. Wouldn't it say this by Imogen Heap or whatever? I, well, As I, the copywritten content, not just the quiet? <laughs> is, is, it called, is it called the quiet or the silence? Uh, I got hit with by the quiet is what they are saying. I would have assumed... Are you saying there are two set different tracks inside The Quiet Man, one called The Quiet and one called The Silence? Because <laughs> I would believe you. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that, yeah. That's really good. We got a good comment in the chat here. Uh, the game that keeps on giving. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> like This game has been a gift. It's, it's that, been that's something. Word. Yep. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the like tell all story where, where they can actually talk about that game. Yeah. 
Because uh, yeah, I, you're I, waiting I for the no that. clip. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I've been chilling. I've been doing stuff. Cool. Here, yeah. Cool, cool. What about you? I saw Toy Story four. Okay. That, that was, movie's great. All right. That's okay. Good. Been hearing that. Uh, which I think everyone kind of goes into that movie thinking like, did they need to make a fourth one? Three ended so perfectly. Um, and I was in that camp cause like when, like I was the same, I'm the same age as Andy, I guess. Cause when he was going off to college was the year I was going off to college. Oh, weird. Uh, okay. So it was like, so it was perfect. Uh, like I'm, I was the exact age group there. Um, but yeah, they did a, they picked a real good story to go with and four is really good. I would recommend seeing that. Okay. Eat. Uh, but let's do some video game stuff. Um, some more video game stuff. This is the top down perspective for June 27th. And I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. And I'm John Wheeler. And Paul, why don't you start us off with what you've been playing? All right. Um, I mean, I'm just going to go based on your lists then. <laughs> but the big thing I've been playing is I've been playing Bloodstained. Uh, cool. A lot I'm at the point where I'm just kind of collecting souls or shards or whatever you want to call them. You know, if you've seen the game, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, what are you playing it on. I am playing it on PC. Okay, John. Uh, PC currently because uh, this the Switch version has some bugs there working out. Yeah, I was kind of wondering if anyone was playing it on the Switch because it looks awful. I keep really? hearing that, and I have I haven't booted it up. Like uh, I have three copies of the game because of the con- the way they helped me support that what? game. So mm-hmm. what happened was I backed it myself, and I was gonna okay, I one. used that to get the Switch one. But then mm-hmm. uh, because we were a, a clan for the game for the credits, they also gave us a three hundred dollar package, which came with two versions of the game. Oh, I see. Oh, so, okay. I, so I have a physical for Switch, a physical for PS4, and a Steam one. I see. Okay. And then one of the companies I worked with to to uh, try out some games at PAX East gave me another copy of the Steam one. So technically, I have four copies of Bloodstained. I understand the Steam one's like the only one that actually runs nicely. The Steam one is the one that runs the best. That is the most recommended version to play. Uh, yeah. The Xbox One version has some weird bug about... Ah, uh, shoot, I forget what someone mentioned it last night. It had some weird bug where it kept like locking up. Um, there was some other bug that all the versions had where if you op- read a bookshelf, it crashed. Every version of the game apparently had a bug where certain treasure chests wouldn't or would be in the wrong state. So you couldn't open them to get items you needed to move on, which those Isn't there a bug that just like deletes your game. Uh, that's the only one I haven't heard, actually. I thought I heard of one that like was like really bad. I'll look it up. There was one I heard. The one I was thinking of was the one where, like, it, when you, if you upgraded 102, your file was <clears throat> unusable. Okay, yeah. So I guess that would technically be delete. So I think mm. that's what you heard. Maybe, yeah. I maybe. Players affected by this bug uh, will be required to restart the game with a new save in order to properly progress. Oof. Yeah. That's that's literally the worst I could think of. Yeah, it's that's a bummer. Apart from like I, the I, game like cracking. I think they patched that in a day, though, in a day or two. They were fast on that one, which, thank God, because that's, that's a terrible bug. Um, I was watching, like, a comparison video uh, on YouTube of, like, 
I want to say it was the PS4 version and the Switch one, and the Switch one just looks like trash yeah. in comparison. Yeah. Like they mm. took so much out of it to get it to run. That's too bad. Apparently, there I said them on the email list for the Kickstarter. Um, they said they are working their hardest to get it up to snuff with the other copies. They're patching things in. There can be like slow patches going in to fix all the performance issues and all like the missing textures and stuff. Man, what yeah, a bummer. I did see them tweet about that. I didn't actually know about any of these problems. I haven't been reading up on it. What a bummer. Yeah, I have, like I said, I have the Switch version. I will probably play it for a bit because I mainly wanted it, it to be portable like the other Castlevanias, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the one I was, like, most interested in. I thought it would be a nice Switch game, but hearing that that's the one I should not touch, it's like my interest in it has just dropped a bit. Yeah. Uh, so now I'm just kind of thinking, like, you know, maybe I'll just play it on PC or maybe I'll wait until they fix the Switch one. And then at that time, it'll probably be a bit discounted. So we'll see what ends up happening. Sure. Yeah. Um, That game's really good. Mm-hmm. I don't I agree. Like, it's one of those things that like, yo, did you like Aria, the Aria games for Castlevania? Because maybe you should check it out if you did. It's that. <laughs> Uh, to like be a little less flippant about it, I guess it's just it really feels like the like progression of that type of game style into a modern age where it just has a bunch, maybe a little too much weird busy work here and there. But I kind of like the busy work. Like I like the little farm thing and like collecting dumb things to give to the villagers and stuff. Like I like that shit, so I'm okay with it. But it's kind of weird to see that in my Castlevania games along with the normal stuff, but all that normal stuff is still there. I think Miriam is a great character. I think the bosses that I've fought in so far are dope. I think the areas look beautiful and I think the music is completely on point. In fact, the music is so on point that I, so many times I've been hearing like a new track. And it's just like, I, I swear I've heard this before. Like I swear this, I've heard this in another game. It's like, no, that's just, the style of music and it's perfect. Uh, yeah, I can't gush enough about it. I think it's wonderful and people should pick it up. Yeah. Agreed. Great game. And they still got a lot of worth extra, the wait? extra content. Yeah. I'd argue. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess not if you have one of those broken versions and man, that sucks. Fuck. But yeah, it's so good. It's really, really good. I am enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, that, honestly, that's really been like the big thing I've been playing. So I'll throw it off to somebody else. Well, I can wrap up if you want. Sure. Yeah, John, continue on. Yeah. So I got to play a bit of Bloodstain last night on stream. Uh, we've got our in-game item, which was fun to use. <laughs> Basically ruined. It's a it. helmet, though. Does it actually do something, or is it just cosmetic? It's cosmetic and it's plus five defense. Okay. So it's a good starting item for higher defense, and it also ruins every cutscene, which is probably my favorite part about it. <laughs> Other than that, uh, did Jet Set Radio for game clearing this week. It's almost okay. done that. We're at the very end. We played the PC version. We modded it so that we could uh, put in graffiti that people were making. Okay. So that So that was fun. Definitely just painting pictures just related to the stream all over the game. Nice. Uh, that game has aged po- more poorly than I expected. Uh, it is very, it's very got first game in a series syndrome. And as someone who grew okay. up 
on the sequel, which I would argue is much better. It was weird going back to it and being like, oh, this has got a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. I could see that, yeah. Well, the modern one is like Sunset Overdrive is like the closest thing to it these days, right? Probably, but that's a shooter still, so. Right. I mean, it's not the close. I'm just thinking what's the closest thing to those games. And I would I would say it's Sunset Overdrive. Mm, well, there's Hover, which is basically a spiritual sequel. And that okay, came, I don't and know that, what Hover is. Yeah, Hover Revolt of Gamers. It's it's a Jet Set Radio like, and it came out uh, two three years ago. So it was it was well after yeah, Sunset yeah. Overdrive, and it even has uh, a song from uh, Hideki Naganuma, which is the guy who did all the music. All right, he also did a song for um, uh, Lethal League Blaze. Yes, and that one's a yep. real good song too. So. Uh, other than that, on the flight back from Too Many Games, I tried out Slain Back from Hell. Because Paul what do you said think I might that? like it. As a, eh. You don't like it? Oh, that's too bad. Uh, it's okay. Uh, it's more Soulsy than I expected in the in the attack style. Because like, you oh, gotta like, plan out your attacks a lot more. It's not just hack and slash. It's more like, alright, slow movements. Sure. Yeah. Uh, a lot more like insta-kill traps or just like yeah there's a few and stuff like that yeah uh i I, like i was honestly playing through and i'm like man i can't tell what paul likes about this other than like everything you've described is my type of game yeah it's it's not mine (laughs) insta kill stuff you like insta kill no but i like parrying mechanics i like slow deliberate combat i like all of that stuff i like like fast quick combat which i like bloodstain and stuff like that mindless combat where he doesn't have to plan anything out he just wants to hit the x i like being able to just kind of move just like all right here's the enemy i know it's pattern pretty much right away let's just rock through it Mm -hmm. i like i like not being like instantly punished and sent back a ways if i haven't figured out an enemy immediately uh the only sounds like you like baby games Uh, Whereas Paul's right. a think, he's the thinking man yeah, game. Yeah, that's you got to plan it out. You got to think three moves hey, ahead. Hey man, I watch Rick and Morty. You know how it is. <laughs> what? I watch Rick and Morty. Okay. The only thing that kind of kept me going for a little bit longer was I fought the first boss. I was just, the whole time I was like, man, what is Paul seeing this? And then it's like uh throw up the horns to like it's celebrate so the rock god and he just starts <laughs> headbanging like heavy metal I'm like all right you know what maybe maybe i'm in for a little bit longer that Velferis game or whatever that's coming out does the same sort of thing when you beat a boss it's just like just rock out <laughs> like okay why the fuck not i think the yeah. soundtrack's probably the strongest part of that game oh for sure yeah it's very good yeah, I don't know. I might give it another try, but with Bloodstained in my possession now, I think it's going to get put by the wayside. Sure. I mean, Bloodstained is the better game, just straight up. So Okay, well, at least we're in agreement there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's all I've been playing. All right. Um, <clears throat> a bunch of mine was kind of stuff I talked about last week, but I beat Cadence of Hyrule today. Okay, nice. cool. <clears throat> I have to go back to uh, that. That game has a weird difficulty spike at the end. Uh, there's like two bosses at the end mm-hmm. uh, that are just out of nowhere real hard because they both of them can spawn enemies at you and it's some of like the harder enemies in the game oh, Okay, um, where they'll do like multiple spaces of damage uh, 
while that they're still attacking. So that's that's pretty annoying. And it, and it was so weird to me because I was like, this game starts hard, but then it gets like we like so easy to the point where you're now asking for a level of like precision that this game has not prepared me for. Um, but then I remembered you can buy health potions that respawn respawn all of your health because you have a bunch of empty bottles and then those bosses became quite easy um because i had been playing through that game with no health potions because mm-hmm. you don't even have to <clears throat> but the final bosses i definitely needed to for sure uh but that game's done uh that was a good time oh did the whole thing with zelda i you do you do have to get all the characters at one point but i just did not okay. want to play with the other ones because i was so used to zelda Okay. Uh, especially her um like Din's fire attack is really nice. Oh, I switched to Cadence immediately. No regret. Oh, really? Yeah. What are what are her trigger uh moves? Uh the shield and So the same as Link, that shield or the the yeah, reflecting one? A big shield. I it's okay. so I think that's what Link gets. Yeah. And I don't remember the other thing. Yeah, so Link can like do a and he can like tack all around him, yeah. like the spinning sword attack. Yeah, and then he has his shield. Um, but I like Zelda because she has the reflecting, the like crystal diamond thing. thing or whatever around her. Yeah, yeah. the diamond thing. Um, but specifically <clears throat> the Din's fire because you no longer have to move Zelda; you just get to move a fireball wherever you want. So you can just like put it on the enemy, mm-hmm. which is very useful. <clears throat> um, anyway, good game. But yeah, that weird, there's, there's some weird highs and lows with the difficulty that don't seem quite earned. <clears throat> anyway, uh, I also beat Guacamelee 2, and okay. that game is just fantastic. That is a really good Metroidvania. It looks great. It plays great. There's like like a good depth to the combat. They put a lot of cool combat challenges at you. And there's even like, you know, like side things to get like, you know, pieces of heart. Um platforming challenges they get like pretty ridiculous but you have so many different moves and you have to like string all of these combos together like there's all you can put a lot of time into that game and it's good and it's funny um so i i really enjoyed guacamelee too i i highly recommend that i wish it had online multiplayer because it has local multiplayer but no online um still playing overcooked too i finished that first chunk of dlc that i missed and i'm onto the the horde mode (laughs) yeah dlc how's that the horde mode's interesting so the way the the horde levels work you have to make you have to make meals again obviously yeah but there will be certain points on the walls where the zombie bread will come in and try and break into your kitchen okay so instead of giving out the meals to like you know, just the ether. They're clear. They're going out to the restaurant or whatever. You yeah. have to. Each zombie will have a meal that it specifically wants, and you have to bring that meal to it to make it stop, like to make it go away. <laughs> okay. And then you know, you know, thirty seconds later, it'll spawn a different enemy there that wants a different meal. And then you have to spend the coins you've been getting from these meals to board up the damage that's been done. Um, and then the castle itself that you're in can take damage if any of the if all the boards drop in on one location, then the, the zombie will start doing damage to the castle itself. And if you if you lose your castle, you're done. I've only played two of the horde modes. I don't know how many uh, stages of those there are, but it seems pretty easy so far. I have yet to have anyone even get close to damaging my castle. Um, 
And also another thing that I, I kind of <laughs> wish it was a bit harder is they kind of rank you on the total gold or coins that you earn. So spending it to to fix the castle doesn't decrease that number. Which I kind of wish there was a risk reward of like, man, do I want to board up this wall? I, I'm going to get a lower score, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It, they, it, they only care about the total. So there's, I might as well just spend all the money I wanted. Like it doesn't matter at all. So it's weirdly easy, but I don't know. It's fun. It's a, it's a, it's a small twist. So overcooked is still cool. Okay. <clears throat> uh, okay. And then before I get into the phone stuff, I started up Metro Exodus today. Okay. I haven't played any of the other Metro games. I'll start oh, off with that. Wow. Okay. So when it starts you off as like a hero, are you just like, who the fuck am I? Yeah. I don't know who I am. Okay. I'm Ar- Artum or whatever his name is. Yeah. I mean, there's some backstory, um, but sure. You don't need to know any of it. Honestly, it doesn't seem like I need to know it because no, it seems to be like a brand new adventure outside of stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know. It seemed, it seemed fine. I didn't feel like I was missing anything. Sure. That's a really nice looking game is is very pretty um i like that anytime you have to go outside you have to put the mask on and then the mask can get broken so you just have to put tape over the hole mm-hmm. so that your then your whole view just has a chunk of tape in the way <laughs> yeah um so i like that i like that you have to wipe the goggles if they get too gross um there's just a real there's a real commitment to the to the world that these characters have to put up with that I, that i'm enjoying mm-hmm um, I haven't done a, a too much with it yet because uh, it's a it's a pretty slow start. You're just kind of you're going through a lot of dialogue, a lot of slow moving th- through the stuff. Sure. Um, but I'm I'm interested in the world for sure. Cool. And uh, again, it, that is a very pretty game. So I, I'm going to play more of that. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, and then I played a whole bunch of stuff on my phone. Uh, let's start with Wizards Unite United Wizards Unite. Um, uh-huh. That came out. Yes, it did. I played that as well. Uh, yeah, we mentioned this last week that it was going to come out on like the Friday. Then it's randomly launched on the Thursday down here. You guys got it a few days later, I believe. Sure. That right. Yeah, I don't know. I downloaded it on a Friday, I think. Okay, maybe you didn't. Um, but yeah, this is the new game from Niantic, the developers behind Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what do you, what do you think about it, Paul? Uh, it's Pokemon Go. Yeah, that's. It is. Yeah. shocking how close it is to Pokemon Go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it just feels like Pokemon Go with a with a Harry Potter skin on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'll see, like, which I guess it, the dude with the beard, like, covered in snakes or, like, a vine or something. And you gotta draw the Hagrid, symbol. maybe? I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I think you're talking about Hagrid. Yeah. Yeah, so, for those, for those curious, instead of, you know, catching all the Pokemon in this one, there are foundables is i think the name of it which is not a great name yeah it's yeah it's something so you like have that. to find the foundables yeah uh-huh um and it seems like they just kind of spawn around you as opposed to you having to like go to a location to like collect that foundable uh like how pokemon go does it uh-huh but um foundable. a foundable is something from the wizarding world that has entered the muggle world and you right. need to, and it's like, tr- and it's somehow like trapped out in the open. Yeah. And you need to untrap it so that it can go back to hiding in the wizard world and not reveal the wizarding world to the muggles. Right. That's the premise of this game. 
And then when you do that, you get them as a sticker for your sticker book and you're trying to fill up your sticker book. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. There's actual story to it. Like there's a lot more in this than than Pokemon Go has. Pokemon Go has no story. This has like voice acting and characters. I actually think the Daniel Radcliffe sound alike they got was pretty good. It's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, however, finding myself that it, like it is so close to Pokemon Go in terms of the gameplay. <laughs> yeah. That Pokemon Go was basically like the amount of like playtime for me was like, you know, it's high, but then it slowly deteriorates. And then every time they have a little an update with something kind of cool, it was all right, a bit of a spike again and then down and spike again down. And it's been pretty, pretty bare bones, if, if not nil for the last, I don't know, half a year or whatever. Yeah. This just feels like another update to Pokemon Go. So there was a little spike <laughs> and then it goes down and uh, already after a week, like I think I'm done with it because it's just Pokemon Go and I'm already... I'm not playing Pokemon Go, so I don't really have an interest in playing this. Yeah. Also, Pokemon just has a charm to it that works better for that sort of thing. The collectible thing. I mean, I'm fine with with it being Harry Potter stuff versus being Pokemon stuff. I don't have like a a huge preference. Mm -hmm. It's not like the Harry Potter stuff is like turning me away. It's just that's like, you know, if I wanted to play this, I would just play Pokemon Go. But Mm -hmm. I'm already not playing Pokemon Go, so this one's not different enough. Yeah. To like, you know, bring me back in really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that thing's out. I, I hear it's not like bringing in the kind of money the Pokemon was, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, no one's talking about this, which I, I figured there would be some kind of like resurgence a little bit, but I think it kind of missed like- the boat for like the full maximum strength Harry Potter rush. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, they still have those movies coming out. Yeah, but I feel like the, I feel like even the reception to Fantastical Beasts or whatever it's called has been a lot more muddled and lower than it was for uh, for any of the main Harry Potter movies. So I feel like because of that, like that's already kind of weaker. There's no real books coming out currently. For sure. I mean, people didn't have the books that they were like, you know, in love with, and they weren't growing up with these characters. Uh, also, that last Fantastic Beasts movie is very bad. I've heard this. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I wish it was different. Like, I wish I wanted to do more stuff. Honestly, I'm more interested in whatever Dragon Quest Walk is. Because yeah. that sounds significantly different. Whereas you're actually, like, battling monsters and leveling up your own monsters, your own characters and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I have I have yet to like go out of my way like let's go on a walk and play some Wizards Unite. <laughs> it's so far just been, you know, while I'm at my desk or walking to work, I guess I'll open it up uh-huh. <clears throat> and save this literal newspaper from a gust of wind <laughs> with my magic yeah. so that a muggle does not find this newspaper. Thank God. Thank God you're on the front line. Yeah, so you can all send your um, thank you cards to topdownperspective at gmail.com uh, telling me how great a wizard I am. Yeah. Um, I've also been playing Dota Underlords on my phone. Okay. And, and what do you think? And this is a weird game. This is an auto chess game. Uh-huh. Uh, which uh, I did not expect to be playing. Paul, you said you've played some I've, Dota Underlords. I've played all of the auto chess <laughs> games that are available. Every single okay, one. on the... On the computer or on mobile? What are you doing? Both. Auto chess is only available on moto on mobile 
Dota Underlords I've been playing on PC. Team Fight Tactics from League is out on PC only, I think. And uh, and of course, I started with Dota 2's mod of it like months ago. There is, I know there's at least two of mobile ones. Auto Chess and Dota Underlords. Auto Chess is a different game. It is literally just Auto called chess Auto Chess Origins. Yeah. There's also Auto Chess Legends. Which one's that? It's probably is that the, the league one. It's probably no. The leagues is Team Fight Tactics. Okay, this one only has six reviews, so it's probably just <laughs> a new one a, that popped like up. A, a no, yeah, like an indie oh, person. Good, I guess I'm gonna it. have to try that tonight too to keep up. Okay. Um, so, what do you think of uh, Dota Underlords? I'm actually I'm kind of digging it. Like it's it's weird. Like cool. We should kind of explain what it is because. I, w- I would not be surprised if no one has any idea what an auto chess is. Sure. So uh, Underlords is this new genre of, uh, that spawned out of a g- genre, a game from a genre that spawned out of the game from another genre. Uh, this is originally a mod from Dota 2 where it's literally just you pick a character from a roster that are given to you and you like spend in-game money to do it. You get like coins or points or whatever like the other ones use or whatever and um you it's, build a it's roster kind of a deck building game it's kind of a deck building game but you're building a roster of heroes to fight yeah. other heroes that are automatically like thrown at you in waves essentially yeah so the gameplay isn't the fighting you just kind of set up your characters and watch the the round happen it's actually more like a tower is... defense honestly like sure yeah yeah Tower defense is pretty close. It's it's the 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 gameplay is you picking the right characters that work well and synergize, which is very important, with your other uh, characters, uh, so that your you know defense will be strong enough. Right. Exactly. Um, I think that so I can't speak for the other auto chesses. I've only played Underlords. The only reason I played picked Underlords, I have no in like attachment to Dota. Mm-hmm. It was just like. I don't know. People are talking about this one. So you picked I'll the hardest one. one for what it's worth. So if you're oh, did, if you're liking well, it, then the other ones would be easier for you, probably. Okay. What is? Because I know there's one coming from the guy who actually made the mod. That's that auto is chess. not going to be Dota theme. That's auto. That's chess. already okay. out on I know mobile. That on mobile? Yeah, but not PC. I thought it wasn't out on mobile. Oh, Auto Chess Origins. Yeah, it's out on mobile and it's coming to PC some day. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. No, okay. yeah. That one was honestly the one I was, you know, theoretically more interested in because okay. I was like, oh, he he made it. He was the developer of this mod. Yeah. And it's not Dota themed. Right. Like, that seems but, like the one I should but, try out. I mean, it's not Dota themed, but come on. If you, sorry, if you play that game. These are Dota characters with different names. They just are. <laughs> so I'm, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to to even know the difference. Sure, but um, it, it's not like it even matters. I I, I guess I'll give that one a try because why not? But I've been sure. I've been enjoying Underlords. Cool. Um, they're fun. It's totally free. There's no. I don't even think there's a way I can give them money, which is kind of interesting. At least on the phone version. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I don't think it's like officially. I think it's in like a beta right now. It's in like it's preseason. Yeah. Maybe that's why there's no way to give them money. I'm just surprised that there is no way to give them money. 
Oh, I'm not. Like you think they would put anything in there? You know what I mean? I mean, Dota two for the longest time until it came out didn't have any monetization either. Cool. So Valve doesn't care. They make the money from Steam anyway. So yeah, I guess so. But now there's tons of monetization in Dota, like tons. Well, there's like a battle pass sort of thing. Pretty much it. You can buy tons of cosmetics and like announcer packs and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um. Okay, thing, things I like and don't like about uh, Dota Underlords. Yeah. The rounds are, the matches are too long. Okay, you the, don't get auto chess then, because they're longer <laughs> in auto chess. Oh, God, come on. Yeah. <laughs> this is a game where you, to finish a match, is like 45 rounds, and I'm not even being hyperbolic. Yeah. That's crazy. That is, it's too long. <laughs> too long it's too long for me i should say it's too long for a phone game honestly sitting here just like doing other stuff and kind of taking a turn every now and then is kind of okay on another monitor watching a video or something right but when you're so there you can play i'm just playing against bots right now because i'm sure i am absolute trash (laughs) um which i and i and there's a mode where you can set it so that it only proceeds when you're ready oh which is nice because that means i can actually shut my phone off Okay, and, and not have to sit there for forty five minutes straight. That seems fine. Typically, yeah. Typically, you have to you have like twenty seconds to make your move or whatever. And it doesn't feel like enough. You have to know what you're doing and do it in that for time. sure. Which is why I have it set to like give me more time because I'm still trying to like okay. understand all yeah. the synergies and stuff. So what? So even so, the forty five minutes. It's like that's forty five minutes where you need to be like paying attention the whole time. Hmm. That's just that's so long. It is crazy. Um, I just wish it was like, don't start us with 100 health. Give us 50 health each. That's like that would cut it in half. It's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah. It sounds like you might like team fight tactics, the league version more because it has like catch up mechanics and like it has the rounds are shorter because as like the rounds go on and uh players do more damage to each other to speed up the rounds so it doesn't drag on and like i mean that happens in underlords too you'll start doing more damage near the end because your characters will have more stars right right this is that this is built in though they're usually about half the time of a dota game of a not dota okay, game that does sound interesting game. i don't know if i'm about ready to allow three auto chesses into my life though i'm surprised i let one in fair enough um Either way, though, um, I do like kind of figuring out like which people go together and and coming up with that kind of thing. The tutorial sucks. It's so bad. It teaches you how to like technic. It teaches you how to get to a game, basically, but it does not teach you anywhere near enough of what you need to know. Like I looked up like a tips because I was like, oh, I can beat people on like easy or, or bots on easy. Yeah, I guess I'll try medium. Got my ass kicked like immediately. And I was like, How, what am I doing? What's going on? What am I missing? There's it, like in uh, not insurance. Um, the coins give you. Uh, oh, God, what's it called when you have like 10 or 20 coins? Um, interest. interest. Yeah, there's interest on coins yeah. and they barely touch on the synergies and then they don't mention how it's like, you know, you need to have different units to actually activate the synergies. Yeah. Like it is crazy how much that tutorial is not telling you. Yeah. You need to know. Yeah. No, it's absolutely terrible. The way I learned 
auto chess was uh, a friend of mine like had been into it for a little bit and he's like we should play this like a bunch of us so i was like okay cool it took us two hours of games and him explaining every detail of the mechanics before we felt comfortable to just play normal games because there's so much in there and it was even worse before because the mod didn't have it so that you would see the synergies easily you would have to know like scroll over the character and read text as to what they like did and what they synergized with like it was and you had like 10 seconds between rounds it was fucking garbage that mod is terrible and i'm so glad they actually made these like games around them into real games it the synergy stuff is still a bit hard because like yeah i have to basically go out of the menu of picking a new character go into like the options menu go to the like summary where it tells me what all the synergies are and then i have to go into whichever synergy i'm looking at to be like okay what is the bonus i'm getting here because there's like i don't know 25 different like alliances or whatever they're called that sounds about right yeah and you just, and you just need to know them all or you have to yep. look them up each time yeah there, it's it, it is it's jumping in the deep end it is i'm luckily at a point where where i am like you know, I, I, I can st- keep my head above the water. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm ever going to play against people because, like, <laughs> I'm totally happy with just bots. I don't I don't want to sit down with my phone for 45 minutes of just looking at my phone. It also makes my phone run really hot. Oh, really? <laughs> um, my, my phone definitely does heat up. This thing chews battery. But I, don't, it, I like that it's on the phone. That's the only reason I'm kind of playing it. I wouldn't have picked this up on the PC. Sure. Having, like, the whole game there on my phone, like, it, it's suited for mobile, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. It's a weird thing. Uh, it is. I don't even know if I can recommend checking it out. But, oh, I um, definitely recommend checking it out. It's free. There's the only thing. It is free. If you have the time, it is free. then I would recommend checking and it out. And a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. The decent All right, amount. that was Dota Underlords and some other auto chess stuff. That's it for what we've been playing. Yeah. There's no news. Nice. Nothing happened. Thank God. So. So let's just do some emails. Uh, if people want to send in questions, they can do that to topnumberspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. Cool. And I will read this first one from VGC Kenny. If it is announced that Minecraft Steve is a DLC for Smash Ultimate, but there was enough of an uproar that Sakurai would be willing to negotiate, which, what? Okay, anyway. Would you, these are your three options. Okay. A, say everything is five and let Minecraft Steve in. B, vote on a different character that will be released even further out. Or C, tell Sakurai, I'd rather have nothing and have only four DLC characters for Smash. No one is going to say C. No one is going this to say This is absurd. C. A. a is the answer. Let's do Like, just because you don't like a thing, why would you be, like, willing to just gimp yourself No one gets to have people? fun if I can't have fun. Yeah, that's... Obviously. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Just the idea of, like, okay, I've heard you. I'm willing to negotiate about whether or not I put this character in the game. I, yeah, I like this idea that Sakurai's not even, like, convinced... <laughs> You you watch me. Just watch me. I'll put him in there. Just I'll do it. I won't even care. Yeah. 
Hey. Yeah, this is crazy. Like, you just don't play as Minecraft Steve. Like, it's not making the game worse. Yeah. Cue a YouTube video where some dude says if they put Minecraft Steve in Smash Bros, I'm throwing my copy out the window. Good. We don't want him on playing our game. Yeah. Uh, VG Kenny has another question. Okay. I went to a Hardee's, whatever that is, and I saw that the toys they featured for kids' meals was for a thing called Ryan's World. I looked it up, and it's based on a YouTube channel, Ryan's Toy Review. Okay. So if a restaurant approached you to have TDP toys (laughs) or any of your other internet ventures with their kids' meals, would you do it? You'd be stupid to not do that. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> What's our I TDP think it's toy? Crazy that there is Happy Meal toys or whatever. Yeah. For YouTube personalities. Oh, it's this kid. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, How long until Ninja is in like McDonald's? Right, that has to be coming. Like Ryan, this kid that they're talking about, the YouTube channel. Uh, they have a Nickelodeon show. And oh. they have nine, 19 million YouTube subscribers. They are a big deal. It's like I've it's like this like five year old kid that reviews toys. Uh, excuse me. He is seven as of December 2018. My mistake. Oh, OK. Usually his channel releases a new video every day. Well, this is how you do it, John. Every day. You got to get on that day, that daily grind. Do you want these Ryan toy review numbers? You got to go back in time and just be young John playing with toys every day. Got to be John's toy reviews. You could probably do like a daily one of like a new video game every day and that would last you for years. I could probably do just one uh, video game I have here a day and I would be good for um, more than two decades. (laughs) For a while. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay, what's your what's the toy you want in the in the Happy Meal? <clears throat> so, what are his toys like? What does he get in a thing? I don't know, but you can you you, you know what Happy Meal toys are like. You can pick whatever you want. I don't know. Um, the playset could be the museum because that way the joke still <laughs> happens. Okay. 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 That's pretty good. Uh, and they they ba- said it can be any of your internet stuff. So if you want to do like a runaways ba- guy, you do thing. a bagel action figure. A bagel? What is bagel? Bagel, as in my cat. Oh, bagel. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's an easy one. There you yeah. go. Okay. Especially with like the eye patch, you could have one that's like that boob thing I keep seeing on your Twitter. <laughs> that whatever that is that keeps changing every week. <laughs> Did you mean boobs? Yes, I'm sure we could have a boobs action figure. That'd be great. I'm down. Yep. Print it. Let's go. Money. Money made right there. Constantly changing. Someone says uh, yeah, something with an egg. That, that makes sense. What about you, Paul? Any ideas for an, a, a toy you want? No. Sorry, I'm looking I don't know, to see what I don't know this what kid has, has at, like what his toys are from like the meals. They seem to just be like little plastic cartoon versions of him. So like, I guess they just don't care about what they put in Happy Meals anymore. 
for toys. I don't. I, I, I mean, didn't I have to assume the did. audience is around seven years old. Well, I think the thing is, he's got like a bunch of animations of him running around as a kid. So, like, and some yeah. like fighting crime and stuff. So, I'm sure it's just that. It's just those. Yeah, it's just like little plastic panels of those. So, I mean, I uh, guess this has nothing to do with the show. I'm mine's going to be something with a slinky, <laughs> but like okay. one of those good slinkies that can go down the stairs. Uh huh. So no slinky. Well, the ones that I kept seeing in, on TV and never got. Thanks, Dad. Uh, are you allowed to put, like, ferrofluid toys of some sort into a Happy Meal, or is that, like, really dangerous? I don't know what that is. Oh. All right. Just never mind, then. This is your own toy. You can put whatever you want in there. I would put something sciencey like that because I think they're neat. Okay, there you go. Uh, Paul, do you want to take this next question? Yep. Uh, Boko says, "I just listened to the most recent episode. The talk about ska and Sean's action of making it dark <laughs> made me think of a new subgenre: dark ska. Since what you did three I miss? are." <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it what is this? When were we talking about Do you remember ska? This one? No, I don't. It last week, like I I, like if you guys are talking about last week without me here, that's weird because I'm usually the one that brings up ska. Were you not here last week? No, you were. Yeah. Oh Can no, we, we did Wednesday. Wednesday. You're right. Shit. Okay, so I was here last week. Never mind. It must have been the week before because I think some of these were sitting in the hopper for a little bit. No, I don't think so. We did all the questions last week. Remember? Because we had to we were we like to catch up loading them. I don't know then. Okay, so none of us can remember this, but anyways, it doesn't matter. Okay, so new subgenre, Dark Ska. We're now the creators of Dark Ska. What are the ground rules? (laughs) (laughs) What instruments? How does it sound? What do the band members look like? All right. This is a good question. The first rule is everything has to be in a minor chord, right? A minor, like, key. Nothing, you can't use major keys. You can't sound happy in Dark Ska. Sure. Okay. Brooding ska. Let's, let's music, go. Let's yeah. go like around in a circle. We'll each keep adding a rule or an, a new component to it. So, okay, Paul, you said yours. John, what's yours? Oh, you brought up Incredible Crisis and ska music. That's what brought up this oh, discussion. Okay. okay. <laughs> Great. So, what was what was Paul's rule again? Minor key only. Ooh. Um, still has to have the same instruments you would have in ska. So it has to have mm-hmm. the horn section, has to have trombone, has to have trumpet, etc. Okay. Um. So mine is going to be adding on to that one. There's a there's a small little <laughs> compartment in each one of the horn sections that when they blow it, blood comes out <laughs> or like fake blood. <laughs> now it's just turning into fucking guar. Yeah. Now yeah, we're just guar. All right, Paul, what's your next thing you're adding to Dark Ska? I mean, if we're going Guar route, masks have to be worn. Okay, but what kind of masks? Oh. But they gotta be able to play, like, trombones, so that's gonna be real interesting. Okay, so the masks can be face cut out, but it has to cover your eyes and head at least. Um, What's something dark? I don't know, just, like, whatever you can find that's, like, ghoulish of some sort. I don't care. It can't be happy, though. Like, you can't do... You can't do anything feminine. 
and you can't do anything that would like be mistaken to like look normal. It has to be like weird and monstery. Okay, some like monster mask. Okay. Um, they they can't hop around on stage and or act energetic. They have to be like kind of shuffling around slowly and depressedly. Yep. They can't like the players, the musicians, and the uh, singer can't look the audience in the face. They have to be looking down at the ground the whole time. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, I was gonna say because like I I associate like checkers, uh-huh. like checkered pattern with a lot of ska stuff. Sure. Um, so just to kind of riff on that, I'm gonna go stripes, and then that made me think they're all in like old cartoon prison outfits. Okay. Sure. That's probably enough. Uh, do you guys want to do one more rule each? Or do you no, think I think we're I think good. good. I think we're good. Okay. I found people trying to define from 2008 what dark ska music is and suggesting <laughs> bands that count as dark ska music. Oh, my God. Okay. Tokyo, or was it Streetlight Manifesto was one of them. Oh, okay. Okay. It's not exactly what we were describing, but okay. Nope. Sure. Dark sky. Uh, next question from oh no, not, that was Boko. We just did. Rasterman says, suppose there's a game company that is given the chance to either re-release an old rushed game with everything it was missing in the first place, or to make a new one from scratch. Which one do you, would you prefer, and which one do you think people would prefer in relation to the game you chose? For example, a case can be made for the game mentioned above in Sonic 06 with the success of Mania. New. Hmm. So, what game deserves a second chance or a finished version, basically? Or oh. should they just, or should the studio just make a new one from scratch? I would say like Mass Effect Andromeda or Anthem. I would love if those were fixed. Actually, to be fair, all I know, for all I know, Anthem or Andromeda could be fixed. I've never went back to it. Yeah. Sonic 06 has got a pretty good case for it, so I'd probably argue that. Yeah, that's not too bad. You wouldn't prefer just a new Sonic game? Mm, probably. Actually, I probably would prefer a new Sonic game because I feel like we already kind of know what that was supposed to be. Like, I'm trying to think of a game where like the potential was just completely wasted. Mm-hmm. And I just, nothing's really yeah, coming to mind. For the most part, I would pick games. like a new one, but the, like... I, w- I want a modern remake of E.T. for the Atari 2600. There we go. okay it's also it's also hard because you have to think of a game that like that you actually know is like missing stuff so okay here's like my actual answer and it's just gonna be shitting on this company again but whatever i want they could re-release fallout 76 and make it an actual game but i would prefer that they just make a new fallout and like make it good and not focus around multiplayer bullshit. Sure. Hey, they're adding NPCs. Yeah, they're adding the game. Uproarious applause. Fucking Christ. Man, I just want another Fallout. I love that series (laughs) and Jesus Christ, that thing was garbage. Well, you got um, Outer Worlds coming. I know, I'm 
for some reason you can like pre-install that on the xbox app so i did even though it doesn't come out for like two months whatever yeah uh i most well, i feel like most things that you can pre-order you can do that now like i was able to do that for mario maker a few weeks ago on my yeah, switch but this is on game pass so i found it weird that it's like okay well they getting me ready this early i guess sure that seems like a good thing in my books like why not this seems weird it also entices you to remain a subscriber Until, for like yeah. two more months mm-hmm. that's true Kimberly writes in, are there any video games you don't particularly enjoy playing for whatever reason, but you like the soundtrack? Mm. But you like the soundtrack. Yep. The only one that came to mind for me, and I wouldn't say I like dislike the game, I just didn't play much of it, was Payday 2. Mm. I just like that soundtrack a lot. Command & Conquer. That series, I like okay. tactics games, but I never really got super far into the series. But most of the music from that series is great. Sure. I feel like racing games are kind of a cheating thing because a lot of them are just like radio. <laughs> They're like actual songs that you would like put on a radio. And you don't like racing games? Like, I don't particularly enjoy playing them, like simulation racing games. Okay. I don't know. It's weird because the soundtrack adds so much for me for a game that I usually will overlook a lot of other problems I have if I'm really, like, into... If I can play it and I'm having a reasonable amount of fun and the soundtrack is banging, I probably like the game. Like, the soundtrack adds so much for me. That it's crazy. Another one I just thought of is Fury has a really cool soundtrack, but I didn't play much of it because that game is really hard. Mm-hmm. I really don't like Mega Man 1 because of how dated it is, but the music's still good in it. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Uh, Hebrew Lantern writes and says, what do you think of a freemium cheaper pay mod? Oh, he actually wrote this in. Okay. Hold on. So this was a discussion we were having. What do you think of a freemium slash cheaper pay uh, to make model of Mario Maker? In my eyes, a freemium Mario Maker, there are three options. A free or cheap option, maybe $5 to $10, where you can play all the levels you want. Essentially a game without a level creator. Then there's an a la carte where you pay for assets like certain pay power-ups or level styles, totaling maybe the current price plus $20, since you don't need all the assets day one. In my mind, each level style would be like 5 to $10. The power-ups would be $1 or something. I haven't done the math, but like I said, have the total be like 25% more. Then finally, just one payment of $60, you get everything, including the power-ups, level styles, like a season pass. Nope, hate it. <laughs> absolutely hate it this like freemium thing yeah like i was thinking about it and for me you the creative part is the game <laughs> like that is so integral to what makes mario maker good i don't think it would be safe to give that game or sell that game for cheap where you can't also create stuff because it's kind of like part of the mechanics of why you would even want that thing to begin with. Otherwise, it's like 
a Mario game where you play shitty stages that troll you all the time. I'm not, I'm not paying $5 more so I get access to thwomps. Okay, but to, to be fair, he is giving you the option of paying for it as normal. Yeah. So if anything, you're just getting more buying options. So that's why is that bad? Uh, I this mean, is it's not the, bad. Yeah. This is where I like, am, too, actually. I was it goes against the idea <laughs> of the game, in my opinion. I agree with you. But as I thought about it more, I was just like, if I was a kid and this was free that I could play. But like, I'm me. I'm going to buy the game. So a $60 season pass or whatever, it's like a $60 game. So whatever, I'm going to get the whole thing. But like for that kid that like their family isn't going to buy them a game or whatever, maybe that five to $10 is looking kind of good for them. Right. I mean, yeah. I look at it like, but then it's literally not super Mario maker. Then it's super Mario. Yeah. Two. I'm with you, which is great to be fair though. Super Mario rocks. Okay, well, until let's, you let's play be, other people's blunt. levels. The actual, thing, the actual thing is Nintendo would never do this because they would lose money on this. Straight up. For sure. But I mean, you yeah. could slot this in for any game. Mm. Like, Call of Duty did this with its single player and its multiplayer separately, right? Did they? I think so. That sounds on, familiar. I don't think it was the most recent one, but the one the before that. The most recent that, one didn't few, have single player, I thought. There was one where they didn't have right. it and people got real upset. Uh, I don't remember people getting upset. Anyway, this... Regardless, it, not the most recent one, the one before that, after, a few months later, they did release it in piecemeal. You could buy just the single player or just the multiplayer. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So Call of Duty has done that. Uh, so you, you, he's just using Mario Maker as an example for this one. Uh, I'm actually okay with this. For one, like I could, I'll just buy the $60. It doesn't hurt me if someone else doesn't pay for it the way I did. Uh-huh. But also, I don't make a ton of levels in Mario Maker. I just play a ton of levels. So... So if thing, I'm if I'm getting like 50 bucks off to play all the cool levels, but I'm not really making it, that's not a huge bummer for me. The thing that I keep coming back to is that say a lot of people have your idea, right? Where they're just like, I just like playing the levels or whatever because they have the cheaper version. They'll never be enticed to like try their hand at building something that like I want more levels in general. I want everyone to do a level because the good stuff will like rise up usually, especially now that there's yeah, a downvote. Yeah, but now Flamat has a a good point though in the chat. Like is the idea that the people who don't want to pay for the creator are they also the people who make all the bad levels? So lo- logistically right. this split like skew system would probably reduce the amount of really terrible stages in Mario Maker. I think that's true. That that would be a net positive. And I think the smart way you would do this is you would sell that or you'd have the free one or the cheap one and then if you, after playing them, it might entice you to like, actually, you know what? Maybe I do want to try it because like I saw this one cool mechanic someone did and I want to try making that or I want to make it better. Yeah. And then you pay for the upgrade or ever, which is the, you know, the equivalent of like of you know buying the assets the a la carte one you, you buy whichever pieces you do want this is why this, this conversation this, was weird because i flip-flopped so much on the good and bad of both that it's like i don't actually know where i stand on it i think i think what's weird is i think on face value it sounds giving the consumer more choice is just 
good is good, right? That by itself sure. is a good idea. Sure. But there I think it's just weird because we're we've come to like we we come to expect the complete opposite. No other game really does this primarily. Sure. Or if it does, it's a completely different style of game and we're just not comparing them really because they you know it would be weird to compare them. They're so different. You would I think and I think it's just the idea. I think you have to get of rid of Alucard, Mario Maker though. apart. I think but you want you want the people to be able to be like actually no, I, do I think you either get the creator that. pack which is sixty dollars or like the five ten dollar just play one and then if you wanted to upgrade or something maybe you get charged because consumer paralysis like too much choice is definitely a problem I think as well yeah no I agree but I isn't agree. having the a la carte the is the equivalent of like oh I bought this skin for my character because I, guess, I wanted that specific one I guess so I just and that's why I don't ever buy skins for characters myself. Because, like, maybe if, like, I had two bundles, it's like, you could get this one or this one, I'd be like, you know what? I'll drop, like, 20 bucks for this game. What? I'll pick one of these. Instead, it's just, like, I don't want to get nickel and dime $10 for, like, 100 characters or whatever. Now, that's usually why they have, like, the extra $20 deluxe edition mm-hmm. where you just get that stuff. Or you just get the standard one, and then if you want to purchase the other stuff later, you can. Yeah. Which that's the that's kind of the standard right now. Like I think of Devil May Cry Five, and I paid sixty bucks. I got Devil May Cry Five. If I want to buy whatever came with the deluxe, like the those cutscenes, mm-hmm. you know, it's five or ten bucks. Or I could have bought in the deluxe one and gotten everything. Mm-hmm. I think the only I think the only reason it makes us feel weird is just because it's so not Mario like, and it, it's ripping Mario Maker apart, and we're already used to what that is. The reason it makes me uncomfortable is because I find the whole reason for Mario Maker, like most of it is honestly the creation aspect. And that includes even if you just like playing them, somebody else has to be able to create for you to play it. Like the creation is this part of the game. And I don't like the idea of uh, taking some tools away from a creator because they maybe can't afford it right now or something. So... That's why I kind of like the idea of like if you know you're just if you're going to do creation and stuff, you should just get this like normal do- pass thing or whatever. But then if you're like a kid, you can buy it with your allowance for 10 bucks. And then if you save up a little bit and you want to make something one day, you could upgrade or whatever. I, like I don't like the a la carte. I think that more than anything makes me a little iffy about all of this. See, I think I think using your exact argument, you would want the a la carte because if the kid can't afford the full game, mm-hmm. but he can afford 20 bucks now, then maybe he can get the free one and a few things to play with as opposed to nothing to create with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like maybe the kid's like, you know, I could wait three months and then I'll have enough for the game or I could buy a third of it now. And then next month, I could buy another third of the assets. And the next month, I could buy another third of the assets. And maybe that's better. End up paying more, but in your own. End up paying more in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's with, with this model. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's life. But I mean, <laughs> when going back that. with Call of Duty, yeah. when they split it up, I don't think you actually were paying more. I think it was like 30 each. Mm. Um, and then at that point, you're, there is no downside to it. You are literally buying the stuff you want. But what if you had Because if you're someone who's like, I, I never want to play the single player in Call of Duty. It's like, well, then that's kind of cool that you have the option to only buy the thing that you know you're going to play. But then what if you had to buy the maps as well? Like you get two maps 
for this multiplayer thing for $30 and then it's $10 a map if you want to play on those maps. Right. Well, again, I think that's a separate thing because you should pay for new content. The people are putting. I'm not talking about you. I'm saying say there's like 10 maps. And then if you buy this multiplayer thing, I don't like breaking up the creator stuff at all. I'm completely opposed to that because to me, it feels like buying the multiplayer part of Call of Duty and only getting like two maps. And then it's like, well, you could buy like the other three or whatever or maybe this bundle and i don't know there's something i don't like about splitting it up that way mainly because of the creation aspect it's a little hard to make the comparison to maps just because of like that's screwing everybody (laughs) in the game because mario maker is more of like a one-on-one between the creator and the player also my powers might go out because yeah that happened here too a giant storm is hitting us currently. Oh, weird. Well, that explains why I got a message saying stay safe. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, well. I saw them flickering down here, hon. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad it wasn't just here then. Good Lord. Nope. Okay. All right. Maybe we should move on. I wouldn't be surprised if this actually does happen. I could totally it's, see this It's happening. not the worst idea, but... It is viscerally like ew when you hear it right away. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, it's gross at first, and then you'd like think it through. I think as long as you keep the old model as well, like the sixty dollar one. Yeah, I guess, like, I guess that's, that's the the whole like crutch of it all is that like if you don't get rid of the default option, then it's not a bad idea to have extra options. Sure. Yeah. And didn't Nintendo kind of do this with Mario Run? Like, they they gave you the first world free. They yeah. said, okay, 10 bucks, you can have the rest of the game. Mm. Yeah, I wonder they if they could that. do something that, like that. You could, like, create one level for free and see if you like it or something. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this, like, starts to happen more and more. Like, especially with the Call of Duty split up. Like, mm. this just seems like a no-brainer. Like, giving people more choice, why not? Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting discussion. For sure. Um, Okay, that's going to do it for questions this week. If you want to send in questions for future episodes, it is topdownrespective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What are your guys' games of the week? Bloodstained. Bloodstained. I'm going to give it to Guacamelee 2. Ooh. Uh, all right, stay tuned after this, unless the power goes out, because mm-hmm. we're sp- planning to do the Castlevania Anniversary Collection episode of TDP+. Plus. Um, otherwise, wait for that to hit your podcast feed. We'll yeah. see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.